Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Born Offside. Manchester City bag eight, Liverpool stay top and Leicester cement a top four position in the Premier League roundup this weekend. Dave, how are you Three lines in and you're trolling me already. Three (laughs) lines in. How did Bournemouth get on this weekend? How did Bournemouth Uh, get on? Why aren't they in your intro? Where are they even? Well, I don't even know. Apparently, they're on the south coast, but we shall talk more about that uh, towards the end of the show if we have time. I think extensive <laughs> coverage of the south coast derby coming up Do in part one. So. Everyone, Do not go yeah. anywhere. We'll be talking about the first half in part one, the second half in part two, the post-match reaction in part three, and then we'll zoom through everything else. <laughs> no, I don't think so because I. I'm in control of this pod. Thank you very much. So we shall be moving in the direction that I wish. And you, 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 you could be, be lucky that I haven't put you guys at the top of the running order on this one. Because, well, mate, because we have to start. We have to start with Manchester City. Manchester City 8, Watford 0, Javi Gracia back with a bang. And, uh, and Javi Gracia he, left, mate. It's, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. It's now it's... It's the other, it's the other Spaniard, the it's other sexy Spaniard. Se- sexy Spaniard, Kike. Kike Sanchez Flores. Was Gracia sexy as well? Or? No, no, um, nowhere no? near Flores's league. For like, no. Flores right. is so good looking that through mm-hmm. the TV, I can tell you he smells fantastic. <laughs> Just look at them. Oh, and also, mate, could you could you be named Kike Sanchez Flores and not mm-hmm. be beautiful? Could, nah, could, like, yeah, could the world produce a soul with the name? Hello, Sanchez Flores. Sanchez Flores. Can I buy you a drink? Uh, <laughs> fuck it, let's just go straight to bed, Kike. Okay. <laughs> Again, it always happens to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I did notice some armpit action, though. A little bit of Camacho. There were some Camachos going oh, on. Really? Well, eight goals yeah. will do that to you. <laughs> it really will. <laughs> All in the wrong bloody net. Mate, uh, uh, Foster, Foster didn't have a particularly good game, did he, really? And, uh, Mate, and he was... hope not. No. Like, if, you're coming, if you're coming off the pitch, eight nil down, and the goalkeeper's a man in the match, <laughs> like, it's, you're not in a good position. But what, what was incredible about this football match was that it was, uh, and I've never seen anything like this, never. It was 5-0 after 15 minutes. It was mm. just oh, 15, 15 18, 18 minutes, something like that. It was, you know, practically a goal every three to four minutes. It was unbelievable. Right from the off when... Um, uh, Man of the match, De Bruyne. Of course, it would be man of the match. It wouldn't be. Wouldn't have been any of the Watford players, that's for sure. Uh, uh, De Bruyne just whipped it in straight away in the first minute. Silver at the back post, bang, one nil. Um, uh, Mate, second how goal, many of I have to confess. Yeah, I have to confess look. that I haven't seen this game at all for reasons right. we'll go into in a bit. But I haven't seen it. But tell me, out of the eight goals, how many of them were tap ins at the back post by a Dominion? <laughs> Uh, a very large percentile of them. Uh, they they really were. And uh, to be honest, I, they all sort of merge into one after a little while. You kind of try to struggle to remember which ones 
what happened when. Now there, there were some some admirable ones actually. Bernardo Silva's hat trick was was uh, was very good. Uh, uh, Mares had a, had a, had a nice goal in there as well, and De Bruyne's as well was was a good smack. So it was uh, there, there were some some which weren't tappings. But to be honest, and uh, Foster did come off at the end uh, at, the, at the end of the match and actually said it could have been much worse. Um, so uh, you know, is it worse was actually flattering. Is is t- is twelve nil worse than eight nil? I mean, is it really? Like, uh, I mean, I, you've you've gotten yes, thumped. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I uh, yeah, and and if if we're talking about degrees of 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 terribleness, if we uh, for example, um, uh, when you go to these very hot countries and you drive through uh, uh, arid plains, they've sometimes got uh, uh, scales of, of uh, possible fireage. Uh, and so therefore, you have to be very careful. And it sort of goes from, from, from blue, which is, you know, no, no risk whatsoever, which is obviously in the wintertime. And then in, in the summer months, it goes up to red, you know, and it's got a, a degree of, of like badness. Um, and and I, I think I'm, I'm with you, actually. After about five, you're in the red, right? You're in that red. And, you know, whether it be five, eight, 12, 15, you know, you're probably thinking, well, it's not going to get any redder. It's red. Okay. So uh, uh, we're on fire and that's just, uh, just as the way it goes. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, my, I mean, watching the faces on, on some of those Watford players after the, the second and third goals had gone in, they were just like, oh God, here we go again. You know, there's not even any point doing anything to do with damage limitation. But, um, but uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores continued to look sexy all the way through that. Oh, that's admirable. Uh, and uh, that is admirable, yes. Uh, he had that whisper hair you know, sort of flicking it back and everything. And, uh, um, but mate, it's uh, not a good place to be if you're a Watford fan right now, is it? It's not. But can I tell you why I didn't see this game? And it's actually, okay. it's actually a question for you as well. Because no. your, your, your team played on a Friday night. We did. Right? Now, I don't think Tottenham have played on a Friday night since this whole Friday night thing came in. What was, what's it like? The whole, you oh, know, playing oh. right at the beginning of the weekend before the weekend's even really begun... I mean, because Tottenham had the early kickoff, we were the second kickoff on the Saturday. And I can tell you now, mate, losing ruined the entire weekend for me. (laughs) Now, if we lost on a Friday night, it would have just ruined more of my weekend. Or does it give you 24 hours to get over it? Yeah, yeah, no, it does exactly. It gives you twenty-four hours to recover, and and by the time you get to Sunday, you're actually, you know, you're you're, you're sort of looking at it from a far more objective uh, uh, eye, and uh, and having a look at football and 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 giving football its credit uh, for the spectacle that it is, and you kind of sort of brush it under the carpet and just sort of wash it away. Um, it was the, f- I mean, if you want to talk about it, it's the first time Southampton had lost at home to to Bournemouth, uh, uh, so at St Mary's that is, and um, it was uh, it it. I'm, I'm honestly, truthfully, just getting a little bit sick of Southampton fans not calling this the derby that it is, obviously, because it doesn't have the same amount of history that the Portsmouth one does. But it's, um, it, it, I, I could see by Hassan Hootl's exp- uh, expressions before match, the, the match, that he was a bit sort of dumbfounded about it as well, that everyone around the city is walking around going, well, Kevin, with the Portsmouth match. And, and he's going, well, we've got a, a, a match against which is also a sort of local derby against a Premier League team. Surely that would be far more important. But no, all the talk is of Portsmouth. And in many ways, uh, there was, you know, people 
uh, um, and I can tell you right now, there's lots of Southampton fans who are watching that football match, not even caring uh, about the, the, the match at all. And as soon as the match was over, the jitters are in about the Portsmouth match. Um, so it's, uh, you know, and this is League One Portsmouth, you know, it's... Uh, uh, it, it's does, does that really yeah. affect the players, though? Because, I, I mean, I can't see Nathan Redmond, for example, walking around Southampton. I don't believe that he does that. Mm-hmm. And even if he did, he'd have his earphones on. Yeah, yeah, he would. He'd, uh, he'd probably have muffs. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I should imagine muffling out all the sounds. Um, the players don't. The manager's new, so he doesn't get it either. The only people who get it are the, are the fans. And this is a big one. It's the first time Samson have played uh, Portsmouth in eight years. Um, we, uh, Samson haven't won at Fratton Park since the, since the late 80s, I believe. Um, so it's, it's one that the fans are getting very, very agitated about. And they're trying to to brush it all onto the the players and and uh, to, to the to the extent of of, of some Southampton fans saying that uh, you know Ward Prowse should be giving the team talk before the match to try and make them understand how important it is because it's uh, it's I'm James the Ward rivalry Prowse. on the I have Mate, three I'll, names hello yeah well he doesn't talk like that he's he? uh, he's no he's far posher is it uh, uh, is, uh, fellas this is going to be a rather tricky little game. <laughs> Yes. These, these boys from Portsmouth are quite the ruffians. Mm, indeed. Got to be, be, on your, be on your medal, chaps. <laughs> and, and we, the Southampton, uh, Southampton, is, uh, Southampton fans are petrified, absolutely petrified of losing this match uh, because it just, yeah, it's, uh, you'll know next week when Southampton take on the, 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 the mighty Spurs uh, um, what the reaction is from the fans in in the crowd? Because uh, if they win this game against Pompey, uh, you'll hear them in full voice. But if they lose it, gosh, uh, uh, they'll be uh, it'll, it'll be terrible. Um, and you know, me personally, I've I've never never fully understood it. I, I do understand the history, of course, but I've never fully understood why so much hatred uh, is is sort of vented towards this uh, 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 this particular fixture. But anyway, it's uh, it's a, a, a big one for Southampton, and that's the one that they're thinking of. Uh, they don't even care about the Bournemouth uh, uh, result, even though Bournemouth, after that match, uh, were up to third uh, at that point in time, down to sixth now, but uh, up to third. And uh, that's where Southampton could have been. But, alas, was not to be. Um, mate, how did we get onto that? Please, can we skip on to the next football match uh, mm-hmm. of the weekend? Uh, Chelsea won, Liverpool two. Uh, we're going through the um, uh, the top two, obviously, uh, uh, to start off with. After Manchester City had. Uh, uh, quite appallingly, and and we obviously we didn't discuss this, but quite appallingly lost three two to to Norwich uh, in the previous match. Uh, obviously came out all guns blazing with uh, putting eight past Watford. Liverpool obviously looking for a reaction as well and needed a reaction against Chelsea and and uh, and they duly obliged at Stamford Bridge against Frank Fat Lampard's team of youngsters and youth. Uh, yeah, Liverpool two, Chelsea one. Deserved in the end? Right. Yeah, I think so. And um, it was a really good uh, proof of my point that Tammy Abraham isn't all that good. Cause he <laughs> well, hang on a second. But uh, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he, he scored a hat-trick. Against and, the uh, Wolves. Against yeah. uh, the mighty Wolves, indeed, away at Molyneux. So, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, I was I was wanting to tackle you on that after that match, but obviously they've since played against Liverpool and, and he was snuffed out somewhat. He did have a, a couple of chances, but uh, uh, didn't really manage to get through it. But uh, my lovely free kick by Alexander-Arnold, uh, at least I thought anyway, I thought it's a beautiful one. Just nip it off to the side and then slammed it in. Arifa uh, Balaga mm-hmm. with not much of a, uh, a chance. Uh, then Chelsea get uh, a close victory VAR decision against them, uh, uh, where it could have they could have pulled it back to one all, and Liverpool go up the other end for a corner, and uh, Firmino makes it two nil, and uh, uh, not looking good for for Chelsea's men. Um, but uh, at least they had Kante back, and Kante duly obliged with a lovely with a cracking little one. goal. Look at that, pulling off a Hazard, and and doing what uh, uh, Kante obviously suddenly does best. Well. I don't know about that, but um, uh, but yes, uh, uh, Kante's lovely goal, making it 2-1. Liverpool maintain their 100% record to stay top of the league. Uh, Manchester City, obviously, uh, five points now behind. A lot of the talk now is, uh, is especially after that defeat to Norwich, um, that, uh, that the pendulum has swung. After only six matches, a lot of the talk is now that Liverpool are now favourites. Would you concur with that? Mm, let's see what happens when the two of them play each other. They win that match and they probably are. Okay, well, that's November, isn't it? So, uh, uh, it's not all that it, far away. It'll be here before you know it. That's very true. It's interesting, though, because usually top, top teams uh, play each other much earlier, but this is quite a late one for... Uh, it's for almost as if they playing. know. Mm. Almost as if they know it's going to happen. And I think Liverpool have got a chance if they figure out to put a player on the back post. Therefore, nullifying mm-hmm. the old tap it across <laughs> and have someone put like, You just see them at halftime, Sterling and Kogan. But the, there was a guy there. What? There's, they, they've put a man there. And as the oh. ball comes across, that man gets the ball before we... Oh, my God. It's what, revolution. What do we do? It's incredible. <laughs> Nico, Nico, David, what, what do we do? do? Someone give me, someone give me the boards. I'm going to move the tiles around. <laughs> what can we do? Boss, I've got it. We can go straight down the middle. No, they'll be crazy. Shut up with your, <laughs> your crazy talk. It will. It'll be. It'll be a real gobsmacker for them. And Man City have got a very, very busy schedule as well in November. Six matches altogether that they're going to need to get through. Uh, uh, two Champions League matches and four league matches uh, that they need to play. And then, of course, they'll be playing the mighty uh, Southampton up at the Etihad at the beginning of November. So, uh, you know, I'm. <laughs> It really it can only go downhill from there, you would imagine. But um, yeah. it's uh, uh, yeah, Man City uh, in Liverpool is a mouth-watering encounter on the 10th of November at Anfield is this first match as well. So, um, uh, but yeah, no, I still think Manchester City. I'm going to stick by my Man City guns from prediction from the beginning of the season. Although Liverpool, even though not firing on all cylinders, amazing really that they've got six out of six, isn't it? Well, it's amazing you can not fire on all cylinders and go away to Chelsea and win with relative ease. Hmm. I think it speaks yes. speaks volumes for kind of where they're, where they're at. Um, and it's, it's, I guess it's a case of whether or not when they need to fire on all cylinders, they can. The, where Liverpool lost the title last year is, the, is January, when they had all of those games hmm. coming out of the Christmas period. That's when, they, that's when they lost it. And they lost it when they got quite a bit ahead so let's see if that happens to them again but that's right I they think were, they're, they they're eight. certainly favourites for now 
Yeah, they were eight points ahead, weren't they? Although uh, Man City mm. had a game in hand, I think, at that time. So really, technically, only five points ahead. But it seemed like eight points ahead, and surely they can't throw it away. But, you know, by February, they were... Back yeah, they were like it was eight points ahead, and then they had that city that game against City, mm. and for large swathes of that game, were actually the better team. But City kind of just won it through determination. It was quite uncity like the way they they won it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, um, speaking of determination, Leicester uh, against uh, Tottenham is our next <laughs> game, <laughs> and uh, um, which. <laughs> We'll be talking about Leicester 2, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs 1. Mate, we're going to start with um, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs taking the lead through a nice Harry Kane goal. Talk me through that. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, we have to. I don't yes, want to. we oh, do. It was yeah, no, we absolutely do. It was a beautiful uh, game. It was, a, um, goal. it was a very good game, I thought, in general. The neutral mm. would have been um, quite pleased. Yeah, something like laid, laid it off. Harry, Harry Kane kind of went through fell through and on the way down kicked the ball in the kicked the ball in the goal and it was wow beautiful description mate just remind me once again when i need to write my next play uh uh for uh, your you next know, play extra, yeah my next play i'll, Darling, I'll make sure that you I need to write another play <laughs> where's where's david yes i need him i need his Don't use him. descriptive his qualities are, are yes terrible it's another boy <laughs> Ricardo Pereira, after 69 minutes, uh, makes it one. And then James Madison. Uh, mate, let's, t- let's talk a little bit about that VAR offside. Um, because when I first saw the lines go up, you know, the lines that they've obviously got to show the VAR. When I first saw the lines go up, it seemed to me like um like like sonny was onside uh when he uh, obviously passed it through um and uh, uh passed it through to uh Serge Aurier uh, and and of course Tottenham would have been 2-0 up at that time that was 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 pretty amazing but it seemed to me like the lines were drawn and sonny was onside and then somebody must have thought ah don't like Tottenham. Let's, <laughs> let's redraw let's just, them lines. Let's, let's redraw them just a little bit. And the second one came. They did it again. And the second lines, both of them were in exactly, exactly the same. So it was almost like like it wasn't both exactly the same because it was just like one line, one overlapped the others. So I was looking, going, oh, it's exactly right. It's exact. It's so level, surely. Right, and we're level. all we're all taught that level is onside. Level uh, is onside. Yeah. For for and me, the, I don't I don't want to blame the VAR because there's. Like there's a line that you draw at some point, right? And the the line that mm-hmm. that we have at the moment is, if any any football playing part of the attacker's body is in front of any yep. of the of the the football playing part of the defender's body, it's offside. So I mean, it was technically a right decision. Offside is offside. It's incredibly close because the the lines, like you say, overlap, and then one line is slightly next to the other line. For me, it's a case of the rule being an ask because for, for, to me, it shouldn't be the attacker's front leg. It should be their back leg because, you know, we were always taught that, that level was onside. So, mm-hmm. and, it, and the rule in general should favour the attacking player because goals is, is the currency that, that football deals with. But, like, I don't want to be the Tottenham fan complaining about VAR decisions. So far for us, VAR has worked out pretty well. <laughs> I have to say, yeah. I have to say, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a generally speaking a fan of it. And we did have a goal yeah, yeah. in the first half 
which was a much bigger margin of soft side, but also in a similar way, killed quite a bit of Leicester's um, momentum at the time. Mm. But I think the, in general, generally speaking, the rule is an ass because the, the, it should favor the attacking player and your armpit being slightly in front of the, it's, I think, I think in that case, Sonny's back foot has to be, daylight between his back foot and the and the defender's back foot the defenders. Mm. just because then we get a whole bunch uh, more goals yeah i was going to say because then uh, you are going into an offside position quite technically there i mean I, I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure exactly where where it is i mean uh, there's always also the debate as well that that you know when can you you know when the pass is made you know how can you possibly is it from the second that the, the 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 ball leaves the foot i mean when someone kicks the ball there's actually a slight deflation in the ball as well so is it from the moment it contacts the foot or from the moment it leaves the foot i mean how can you tell it's just incredible um but you know i mean if they say that the technology is there and they're able to to do it we have to take their uh, um uh, their sign for it but um well mate, the, the other interesting thing is that uh, with this VAR decision, and it happens with the Chelsea match as well, is how interesting is it that VAR has now brought this kind of, when you score a goal, the crowd are going crazy. Yes, it's a great goal. Fantastic. Oh, hang on. It's VAR. Oh, VAR have disallowed the goal. And the, 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 the crowd from the opposition side suddenly celebrate it like as if it, it was a goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a massive them. momentum shift. Yeah. And there's but, a I momentum mean... shift, which is enormous, absolutely enormous. It's uh, something that we haven't ever experienced in football before. And it's very, very interesting. I don't know. I, I, we've, yeah. we've had disallowed goals, right? I mean, mm. those, those have happened. And yes, but it is. Um, it is a distinct momentum shift and it does feel very unfair. Like, I mean, mm. in, in the, mo- like now, similarly to your 24 hours, I've had a few hours to, to calm down. So now I'm quite rational about it. But at the time I was like, fuck VAR, fuck those people, <laughs> their lines. Where the fuck did they fucking, they thinking farming from? It's a perfectly good goal. Leicester conspiracies. Like I was like blaming racism because Serge Aurier happens to be black, xenophobia because he's from Africa. Like it was everything other than, you know, it was the, the correct decision. And, but it is, it is strange because it's almost, it almost would have been better if Aurier had blasted it wide because then, mm. then it would have just been like, oh, Serge, what are you up to? Okay, we've still got this, lads. We're like, but then it goes from go to, yep. uh, oh, fuck. And then the Leicester players can't help but feel, oh, hang on, we're still in this. Hmm. And they were. It's not like, yeah, yeah, it's like, because like when you, like when you score a disallowed goal, uh, before VAR, there's there's very often the momentum is actually still with the attacking team who has scored it because they think, oh, great, we, almost we actually like, managed. Almost, almost, yeah. Like, almost, exactly. Yeah, let's push up. It's almost like hitting the crossbar, hitting the post, you know? It's like, wow, okay, well, we almost got there. Let's, you know, and then you build that momentum again to go and get your second. And one, But now one it's thing, changed. Yeah? One thing that absolutely has to change is whoever's got their finger on the graphic in the top left corner, Mm-hmm. Like, because when Tottenham scored, and indeed when Leicester scored, the yep. the number changed in the top left yes. corner. Whoever yep. whoever you are, get your fucking trigger happy <laughs> finger off of that button. Don't oh, look, Tottenham are winning two nil. Don't you be oh, pushing that button. Don't you dare. <laughs> and whoever is sending out the BBC app live updates saying goal. Yep. 
don't you don't be do that it. either. Don't, <laughs> don't until you go back to the halfway line and you kick off. And like, yep. no, no one's missing then, out. any yeah. updates. No one's updating any graphics. No, no people in the stadium is putting any numbers up. No. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's uh. You know we. We've we've managed to stay away from VAR as much as we possibly can, but uh, we're uh, I think t- this weekend it really was was quite interesting, really, because it brought some interesting new facets to it. Um, all right, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will resume the rest of the Premier League action. Dave's in a bad mood. He's such a whiny little Spurs fan. I hope they lose every game between now and later on. Welcome back to part deux of Born Offside, and we'll get stuck straight into a thrilling match at the Emirates with Arsenal coming uh, coming out winners eventually 3-2 against a very dogged Aston Villa team. Uh, Arsenal... Uh, 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 it was an unbelievable game, really, wasn't it? It was absolutely incredible. McGinn with a, a wonderful goal after 20, 20 minutes. Well, wonderful, wonderful if you're an Aston Villa fan. Horrific uh, in terms of defending if you're a, a, an Arsenal fan with everybody just sort of staring at it, going, who's going to go and pick it up? And McGinn just putting it into there. Um, then uh, the, the, the lovely-haired uh, uh, crack poodle Genduzzi, not, not David Luiz, Genduzzi, uh, charging through uh, the Aston Villa defence and getting knocked over for, for a penalty. And, mate, penalty. Pepe penalty. Pepe Pepe, Pepe on penalty. Uh, Pepe stepped up for the penalty and uh, smacked it away right down the middle um, to make it one all. Only for Aston Villa to then go up to the other side with a lovely one run by Jack Grealish, straight cutting through that Arsenal defence like a hot knife through butter and laying it on a plate for Wesley, not Snipes, but Wesley <laughs> to put it up to, was it 2-1 after 60 minutes? But then... The comeback with 10 minutes to go. Arsenal. Oh, uh, hang on a second. We uh, omitted a very important piece of information. Maitland Niles getting dismissed after 41 minutes. So Arsenal playing with 10 men uh, effectively for about 50 odd minutes of this match. 10 minutes to go. Aston Villa seemingly, uh, you know, in control, 2-1 up. Uh, And Villa fans must have thought, you know, this is going to be a a great day for Aston Villa. Um, But Arsenal coming back, uh, Chambers on 81 minutes with, well, calamitous defending by Aston Villa. And then Obang Yang on 84 minutes with a free kick, uh, uh, compiling uh, the misery on for Aston Villa and fans in there as well. 3-2 at the end. This game featured one of my favourite things and one of my least favourite things. Shoot. Other than Arsenal winning, which of course is my least favourite thing. The, mm-hmm. My favourite thing was as Maitland-Niles got um, sent off, he pretended mm-hmm. he was injured. Ah, it's, yes. It's, it's, Love that. It's my favourite. Like, I've kicked him. Oh, that's bound to be a yellow. Oh, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I'm also in pain. I think, I mean, the, the greatest ever example of that is Luis Suarez holding his teeth after biting George <laughs> Chile. 
which is just <laughs> magnificent. Oh, my teeth My teeth really hurt. He put his shoulder into my teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. You're off. What? <laughs> There's a massive chunk of Chiellini's arm missing. <laughs> <laughs> How can you send me off? He put his arm into my teeth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Maitland-Niles went down and uh, quite visibly sort of didn't go down straight away as well. He kind of looked around a little bit. and But, I mean, he, he sort of hobbled off. It would be interesting to see if he uh, if he's on the treatment table or not. But um, he, he I'm going to bet game. with not. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with not. Yeah. And then the so, thing that I saw that I hated, mm-hmm. absolutely cannot stand, is in, and Tom Heaton needs to have a long, hard, deep look at himself. <laughs> Can goalkeepers not set up a wall and then stand in the middle of the goal? Just, <laughs> just why? Why set up the wall if you're then going to stand in the middle? Like, all it does is help the striker make their mind up which way they're going to go. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it does. It's, it, it is very strange. And I think he almost takes, takes a step to the right-hand side as well, which is ridiculous because the free kick is right on the edge of the box. It's going to take an amazingly amazing shot for it to go up and down above the wall. Um, so he's just got to protect his area. He's got to protect his, his, his place. And that's, that's his place. And it's gone, it's gone in. And he's miles away from it as well. He's not even he doesn't even near. move, he doesn't does even he? Dive. No, he doesn't even dive. It's just, it's very, you're right. He, he does need to uh, take a good, long, hard look at, in the mirror at himself uh, the next day because that was, that was pretty bad. And um, w- one thing I did notice and that hasn't been mentioned at all is there's a new rule now for um, defenders uh, being in the wall uh, when there is more than four players, I believe, uh, or four players or more in, in the defending wall. The opposition team is not allowed to, this is a new rule that just came out this year, There's, uh, the opposition team are not allowed to put players into that wall, but quite clearly Kolasinac is in that wall trying to block because uh, there's a view from behind the goal at one point where you can see Kolasinac staring at Tom Heaton with his back to Obama Yang, so he doesn't even know where the ball is going to be coming from. And he's looking at Tom Heaton, obviously trying to get in his way. And the, the new rule is that you're not allowed to be within, I think, three meters of the wall. And he's quite blatantly right there. So a bit surprising that the, that the ref didn't, um, didn't have a look at that and pull that one back as well. But, uh, but there you go. You know, he's, um, maybe I should be on a refereeing panel somewhere. Hmm. You should, mate. Let's get you on there. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's move on uh, quite uh, quickly and swiftly to another uh, wonderful match. West Ham 2, Manchester United nil at the City of London Stadium. Uh, mate, I don't know if you watched this one. I don't think you did. Uh, mm-hmm. I did in its entirety. And well, I'm then you should talk sure about why. it then. I should, well, you know, it was um, uh, really, I mean, I, I don't want to take away anything from the West Ham performance because they were, they were markedly better than Manchester United, but it's hard to go anywhere at the moment without talking about how bad Manchester United are. And uh, first of all, and this is a, a, a little favorite of yours is the kit uh, mm. that Manchester United decided to come out in, uh, which was that, um, that pale pink that they have decided to use as their second or third mm. uh, kit and, um, uh, and deservedly got smashed because of, uh, of the fact that they were wearing it, of course. Um, but um, uh, the first goal by Yamalenko, for example, I mean, West Ham were knocking at the door. I, d- I don't think, I mean, Rashford 
had an, an abysmal game. Pogba was missing. Um, uh, their new speedy little winger, whoever he is, James, uh, uh, didn't really have much of an impact on the game. Uh, it, it, the defence was was abysmal. They were all over the place. Lindelof had 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 a, a terrible match. Um, it, it just it was a really bad performance by Manchester United, and I don't know what they're doing or where they are at this moment in time. But to be a Manchester United fan right now uh, is just, it can't be a very nice thing at all. Yes, but um, you had 25 years of unmitigated success. So shut up. No one wants to hear about you whining. <laughs> all right. Put up with it. The all rest right. of us have had to carry on with it. Manchester United fans. Well, let's, 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 let's big up, <laughs> let's big up West Ham then a little bit. Because oh, Yarmolenko, we uh, no. I like Yarmolenko. <laughs> I do I, too. I do I, too. I, 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 he should get himself a different team because he, like, he looks like a real proper player, that fella. He, he, he does. And uh, I, I like him all the more for the fact that he had, a, he had a really good World Cup and then he came to West Ham and he got that horrible injury, which basically meant he was out for the whole season. And uh, nobody likes to see that from anybody. And so I, th- I think that's sort of endeared him towards me, if that makes sense, uh, uh, in, in, in that sense. And he had a great game. And it was just funny. The first game, the first goal was Mark Noble picked up the ball on the edge of the box, kind of. Uh, Yamalenko made a run but couldn't quite get to him. Nobody from Manchester United went out to see, uh, you know, to try and, you know, even tackle Noble. Noble sort of spun round, turned round, uh, was almost shocked as the fact that he still had the ball. Uh, he... he, he turned inside, went in into the middle of the park, still no Manchester United tackle, was still sort of shocked and surprised, knocked it in, I think, to Felipe Anderson, I can't remember who it was, who then knocked it uh, into Yarmolenko, who had made, who'd gone round in a, in a sort of circumferal uh, uh, kind of way, all the way around uh, uh, the Manchester United uh, uh, defence, into an offside position and back into an onside position once again, and that having come from the flank, and found himself right in the middle of the box and then slammed it into the bottom right corner, for the uh, despairing De Gea to dive uh, for but not get West Ham one minute before half time, one nil up. Um, then second half, Manchester United, you would expect a reaction, really. You really would. But they just didn't didn't turn up and they didn't come to it. And then Cresswell curled in a beautiful free kick uh, into the top corner, which De Gea got a hand to. It probably should have uh, um, uh, got to, but anyway, he didn't get to it. It was a lovely free kick and no more than West Ham deserved. 2-0 winners. West Ham flying high in fifth place now uh, um, uh, above Tottenham. And um, uh, looking good for their money all of a sudden. So, uh, uh, yes, not a great position for Manchester United to be in. Mate, what do Manchester United have to do to get back? Shut up and get on with it. Oh, hang on. What do they have to do to get... (laughs) To Um, get back to winning ways, even. I mean, yeah. Well, probably get a proper manager. All like right, a, there's and not t- not an ex player. Um, <laughs> Rio Ferdinand comes in. <laughs> oh, yes, do that, do that. Carry on, carry on. I think I think wrong here. Um, oh, dear. I'm sure, what I, what I mean, yeah, that's where I'd start. I get a proper manager. Okay, good. Let's leave it at that then. Plenty more yeah. time to be able to talk about them in the future. All right, let's zip through the other matches uh, on uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Burnley 2, Norwich 0. Norwich coming down with a bang after their 3-2 
amazing win against Manchester City. Uh, mate, this was probably on the cards in a strange way, wasn't it? I, I mean, after a, a big win like that, it's very easy to then come to a place like Burnley and just collapse, really, isn't it? And Burnley went for him straight away, press, high press straight away, two early goals uh, by the New Zealand, uh, Monsieur Wood, um, scoring Is that your twice. Kiwi accent? Because you're well, uh, well, well, no, no, it's not. But uh, don't don't ask me to do it. All right, it's it's no. it's a uh, it's a uh, wood wood scored. He, he wood. thought he, he thought he was going out for a line out, and he's come home with two goals. And uh, two nobody goals. nobody in New Zealand cares because they're all uh, in Japan watching the World Cup. Oh God, there's that on at the moment, isn't there? That was abysmal. Uh, I will cut you short. Of that one, Burnley 2-0, uh, doing really well uh, as well. Uh, Mate, we, all wanted, we all wanted the Pookie party to continue, and we're all sad that it didn't. And Very uh, true. Sean Dyche and his gruff undertones can fuck off. Give me back my Pookie party. Fair enough. He's pissed Everton on my nil. Pookie party. He's a Pookie party pisser. <laughs> a, a Pookie party pisser on. Yes. He has pookie um, my Pookie party with his pissing. God damn him. How <laughs> dare you, Wood? How dare you? And Dyche. <laughs> Together. Wooden Dyche. Um, Everton nil. Uh, Sheffield United two. Mate, uh, uh, Yeri Mina scoring his, own, his first goal of the season. Just such a shame it was an own goal. Um, uh, such, <laughs> for a shame. Sheff- such a such shame. shame. I should imagine that's how the Everton, the Everton manager, um, Silva, said at halftime. He was like, such a shame. Such, such a shame. It's really, it's really, it's just, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeri, Yeri, good old Yeri, uh, uh, poor guy scoring uh, into his own net at Goodison. Uh, and then Mousset, uh, Musa, Mousset, however you pronounce Moussa, it. Mousset? Is, is it Musa Mousset? I think it's Mousset. I don't know if his first name is Musa, but, but if it is. <laughs> Musa. Mina? Mina, Mina, Mina Musa Mousset. Mina Musa Mousset. Yeah. yeah. He's like a mini mooset. Small <laughs> moose. <laughs> it was less of a moose, more of a mooset. <laughs> there you go. That's his name. Is that his nickname? No, no, no. That's his real name. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> Fine. When will he, when will he uh, uh, flower into a moose? Who knows? We don't know. Uh, indeed. Um, Everton nil. Everton, uh, mate, silver under a bit of pressure here. Would he be a hot favourite for being the next manager to go? Um, Bush? Well, no, I just said Solskjaer should go. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. And so he's Frankie my hot favourite. Like he's got. Oh, he's Frank- Solskjaer. All right, yeah. Fat Frankie will be, will- be okay. Yeah, he'll be all right. They're, they're giving him a lot of uh, a lot, of, a lot of line, a lot of leeway on well, that one. Um, isn't there, is he? He's, he's no, that's right. That's totally right. Yes, um, Sheffield United, though, uh, after their abysmal display uh, against Southampton uh, uh, the previous week, having lost up at Bramall Lane, at least getting a wonderful result against Everton and not having to travel too far across the Pennines. Was it, is it the Pennines? It is the Pennines, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes. Crystal Palace won. Wolverhampton Wanderers won. Uh, Den Donker scoring an own goal. Uh, uh, What's his uh, first name? Uh, Chris. De- oh. Frank. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's Chris, actually. I think it's 
Christopher Christopher Dendonka. Christopher Dendonka. Uh, okay. Yeah, they, they wanted as many syllables for his first name as they did for his second name. So Christopher Dendonka. Christopher uh, Dendonka. Yeah, nice. it worked out well. And uh, Jota, Diego. Uh, uh, is scoring. it Jota or is it Jota? It's, 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 it's Jota. Jota. Uh, Jota in Portuguese, yes. Diego Jota. Uh, Jota. But uh, in, in, in English, I guess you say Jota. Jota. Um, yeah. Jota. There you go. Oi. He was, there you go, Jota. He was, he was jogging, jogging into the box, was Jota. Jogging and the Jota. he scored. Uh, in the 95th minute for Wolves, uh, uh, getting them a point, uh, uh, another point up on the board. I guess they've got the points up there now, but they're looking really abysmal as well. Down in 19th, uh, uh, just two ahead of Watford. Not good at all for Wolverhampton this year. Um, I know there's all the talk, obviously, of the European uh, Cup uh, um, in there, the UEFA Cup. Uh, but I mean, it, it can't all just be that, can it? Why are they doing so badly this season? Well, I think it's because Nuno doesn't rotate. I mean, not, mm-hmm. not like himself. I mean, right. uh, I, think, I think the man is capable of turning around. Uh, however, I don't think he Let's rotates hope. his squad. <laughs> maybe, me, that's, maybe that's maybe that's what's happened. Someone's gone. Moment. Can you someone's help gone, me? Yeah. Someone's gone. Nuno, Nuno, you need to rotate more. And like Bruno's like going home and like turning around and around and around. And go, this is doing nothing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not, not working at all. Yeah, I rotated all last night because of you. All right, and look, <laughs> you still lost. Okay, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yes, taking him, uh, taking uh, his players literally is just not a good idea at all. Come on, uh, Silver, uh, not Silver. Sorry, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. We do not want to see you sacked either. Lovely bit. And let's lovely bit. And let's wrap up the Premier League action with the pulsating Newcastle United nil, Brighton Hove Albion nil. Okay, well that's that done. Let's move on to the weekend. <laughs> let's go. The weekend to come. All right. Well, uh, let's let's take a short break, mate, and uh, let's come back and talk uh, Champions League and the weekend to come. Jason doesn't have moods. He's a Saints fan so he knows moods are pointless. His team isn't good enough for moods. Recording again. Recording again. Good. Which is exactly what we need for part three of Born Offside. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel and also hit the subscribe button mate, and give us a this, star rating. This weekend, are we going to do the big one? Are we going to do it, mate? I think people will want to tune in to hear us literally tear each other apart. <laughs> Verbally. All right. Oh, my goodness. Um, it, is a, uh, it is going to be one weekend, that's for sure. I'm not entirely sure that I want to because you know that I'm going to be the one who's going to be in pain here at the end of the day. This is going to be the, the match that Tottenham need to get themselves back on track for pushing for third, uh, which is where everybody in the whole of uh, England believes that they should be. Uh, but whether or not Tottenham supporters believe that or not, Mate, I'm not entirely I'll say this, sure. though. I'll say mm-hmm. this, though. Your potential ceiling is much higher than mine because in this game, say we win, right? The best mm-hmm. case scenario for me is, well done, lads. Good job. Well done. Finally, maybe we might get the season back on track. Tougher tests to come. Your potential mm. ceiling is, ah, <laughs> in your face. Ah, fuck all of you. 
You're very uh, right, actually. And and you are very humble and modest when you do play against us, because we've 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 conversed on many an occasion when we have had to play each other, and you've been very um, careful with your words. Yeah, like there's, mm-hmm. I mean, like Southampton is a lovely little club on the south coast. Like, Thank you. There's, there's, I did hesitate a little bit. Though. Careful. I get, I get, I get nothing out. There's no deep. Jo- I don't hate anyone there. There's no one nasty. They haven't pissed us off in the past. Like I have no, no reason. You just take whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Liverpool do that now. Thank you. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so like, I have, now we don't have no, anyone. There's no, an, there's no animosity. So that's mm. why I'm. I think I'm. I'm quite measured. Um, and then, well, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, look, there's a couple of pointers here, and this is not going to help at all. Uh, Southampton are without Musa Gineppo, uh for at least a month and a half, I believe, is the latest one. Unfortunately, he's got it's Jinepu. Uh Yeah, actually, it's Jenny Poo, I believe. Jenny <laughs> Yeah, Jenny's Poo. So Jenny needed to go to the toilet and. Yeah, anyway, so apparently this is how you pronounce it. Not many people are pronouncing it this way, but I have heard it as well. And I trust the person who 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 said it. Uh, and I Wasn't think both him? you and I, her. No, it was her. Oh, really? I, okay, I, I yeah. thought it, was, it came from his mouth himself. No, okay. no, no, I believe it came from her mouth on the same show that we're, we're both talking about. Okay. Um, and it, it was, uh, and it was Jenny, Jenny Poo. Uh, and, and she has it on good authority that it's Jenny, Jenny Poo. Uh, so Jenny Poo is out <laughs> and, uh, and she's out is. for, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And she'll she'll be out for a round. She won't be pooing on anyone's parade for a little while, I should imagine. Um, and also, there's a lot of talk uh, that um, Redmond is not uh, 100% fit either. And there is trouble a-brewing with um, Bertrand, who uh, has been injured for quite a period uh, recently, um, but has come back and he's ready to go but hasn't been selected by Ralph Hasenhutl. And there is a lot of talk of um, trouble in the camp. Um, people saying that there must be some kind of relationship issue going on between them. So I, I, I you know, the it's, main it's, issue, it's not good, not good at all. The main issue is that they're in yeah. a camp. Because what Redmond has done is gone, look, why are we all in tents? We're millionaire mm. footballers. And, and every week I'm having to come into this camp and there's trouble in the camp. True. No wonder there's trouble in the camp. I want to live in a house. And, and <laughs> Rabbit, Rabbit Hutch has gone, look, I wanted Rabbit Hutches, but we've got tents. So you're put up what with it. What can we do? This is what the Southampton Academy have given us. That's what we've got to do. All right, just deal with it. All right, guys. Bloody hell. Um, so, yeah. So, look, all is not good at Southampton uh, Football Club. I, uh, you know, I, I, I really can't see anything uh, uh, here uh, at all. Unless Southampton go and and and, and really wallop 
Portsmouth uh, tonight in tonight's football match. Uh, at the time of recording, that is obviously, we, we don't know what the score is, but uh, uh, if they do wallop uh, Portsmouth, if it's a close affair in Portsmouth, then, you know, if, if Samson lose to Portsmouth, then it, there is no coming back from that from a good few weeks, I should imagine. It'll just be uh, uh, just be devastating. But um, but yeah, look, why, why not? Uh, let's uh, let's let's at least discuss it a little bit more off air as to whether or not we'll be able to. But if uh, if we can, then it sounds like a uh, sounds like a plan. Uh, that is the 3 p.m. GMT kickoff. GMT almost sounds like GNT uh, kickoff. That's what uh, we shall be consuming during the game. Indeed. GNTs. GNTs, I think we'll need it. Let's do it. Let's get completely rat-assed. Um, so Tottenham versus Southampton, obviously, is the thigh rubber for us anyway. Uh, but in other thigh rubbers for, uh, for, for, uh, from a neutral perspective, we've got some really tasty matches coming up this weekend. Manchester United at home to Arsenal. The, the, the tie of the two teams who just don't know what they're doing and where they are. Uh, it's should be I think an Arsenal know a little match. bit more than United. I think they probably do, actually. They they really do. And uh, I think Martial is out. I'm not sure if Pogba is back. Uh, but at least they've got Scott McTominay in there. Scotland International flying through the sky. Well done, flying Scotsman. Uh, he's there at least to fly that flag. Um, some other interesting matches on the weekend as well that we should probably keep our eyes on. Uh, um, we were talking about silver. Everton at home to Manchester City. If Everton ever needed a response now would be a really good time to have it although chances are man city have really city have had their wobble for the season like i think they have that's it it done so um and they showed Uh, last week that they were upset however mm. marco silver if you're listening put a player on the back post (laughs) come on just Just, do it just put one on the back post yeah See what see what see what happens. Um, that's the uh, uh, the late Saturday evening kickoff. The early Saturday evening kickoff sees Sheffield United uh, against Liverpool. So that's the other uh, top of the uh, top of the table clash. Top of the table clash, not top of the table, but Liverpool at the top of the table. Uh, they'll be looking to continue maintain their one hundred percent winning run. I think they can be derailed here against Sheffield United. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one to uh, to see. Um, Aston Villa against Burnley Bournemouth against West Ham Chelsea Brighton uh, Crystal Palace Norwich and Wolverhampton against Watford are the remaining matches Um, Dave why don't we wrap up today's pod by talking a little bit about the Champions League matches that went on uh, uh, last week and why, why don't we start, I think, with um, possibly the, the biggest match and the, the, the most incredible uh, football match in, in Paris with Paris Saint-Germain 3, Real Madrid nil. Mate, you're in Spain. Tell us what the reaction was from, uh, from that one. I'm in Barcelona, so the reaction was mostly joy. Um, yes, I should imagine, yes. <laughs> uh, they, were very, they were very pleased. But do you remember in pre-season when Madrid got tonked by the other Madrid? Was it 7-2? That's right, 7-2. Seven, Yes, but it was 7-0 right. before it was 7-2. That's right. Yep, well, yep. Real Madrid have brought their pre-season form into their actual <laughs> season form. I mean, because I watched most of this uh, game, mate, and they were, they were dreadful. I mean, well, they were I mean, really, really bad. The third goal was Paris hmm. Saint-Germain's second-choice left-back 
playing a one <laughs> playing a one-two with Paris Saint-Germain's third choice right back. It's true, all the way through the middle, all the way through the apart. middle, and and then and then like almost like oh fuck it, I'll score then. Like it was yeah. bizarre. It was. I mean, uh, Real were obviously pushing hard to try and get a goal, but you know it was just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, Hazard just he's looking a bit. Looking a bit on the overweight side, isn't he, Hazard, at the moment? Very. Uh, I think he needs, <laughs> he needs to like get rid of... Someone's <laughs> got to go, look, Eden, Eden, we've spent upwards of 100 mil on you, and uh, we didn't want to spend 100 mil on a fat lad. All right, so... <laughs> you've, you've eaten that 100 mil, and some. <laughs> um, he's... Uh, you, know, you can just imagine what happened, right? He finally got his dream move, yeah, to Real Madrid. As soon as the pen was dry the ink was dry on that contract it was like right time to eat let's go let's, let's just eat loads i've got my dream move i mean uh you know no wonder he didn't start the first couple of matches in because he was probably really fat um but um he, he is assistant. he's looking a bit uh, yeah um he, he did have a shot uh in the first half that was was close uh but mate di maria he he ran that show didn't he uh, uh on we and, always forget about course, di maria like, we do, yeah. Everyone yeah. forget he's actually a really good player, but it's because he mm. had that horrible six months at Man U, where he mm, was mm. terrible. That mm-hmm. everyone, yes. everyone, like, is like he's not all that. But like, he was, you know, secretly one of Madrid's best players for quite a bit, and he always turns mm. up for the Argentine national team, and and he's the one consonant, consonant, constant, not consonant. We know, we know what you mean. It's not a vowel. He's not a vowel. He's not um, a vowel. Uh, at, at PSG, but mate, PSG <laughs> won one three nil with no Cavani, no Mbappe, and no Neymar. Mm, like, mm, absolutely, and it's, no first choice uh, fullbacks. Like, <laughs> Chupa moting um, played. Uh, Chupa fucking <laughs> moting. He did. Um, but, uh, uh, of course, the man of the match uh, and what everybody is talking about, of course, the uh, Di Maria gets the headlines for the two uh, sumptuous goals that he scored, especially that second one. Uh, but uh, was uh, Adrisa Gay, right? Adrisa Gay yes. was, the, uh, was, was the man of the match and Everton must be going, you know, bananas about what, you know, how, how they let him go, uh, especially just for 30 mil or, or whatever I think was. he was into the last season of his contract, wasn't he? I don't think they had a huge oh, okay. amount, of, right. amount of choice. And he is French-speaking. Is he, it's not French, what? is he? But he's French-speaking, I think. Speaking and wants to, wanted to go, I guess. So, yeah, so... Difficult to, uh, to hold on Mate, to, do you to think, someone, you know. Do you think, mm. like, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Gareth... I mean, World Cup and Champions League winners have come off that pitch and gone, fucking chupamoting. <laughs> and like, and, and <laughs> Zidane is, uh, like, going, come on, like, we're looking at it with the positives, we accentuate it, look for it, and one of them's just going, oh, fuck off, boss, chupamoting. <laughs> chupamoting, i got two words for you. Chupamoting. That's right. how shit we are. Chupa fucking moting. <laughs> so Dan has nothing to come back on. Let's get on the bus. Let's get on the bus. Let's get on the bus and let's put let's put on the let's put on the video of of the Champions League final. Let's like <laughs> <laughs> live our former glory days do you remember this lads? Wasn't this nice? Oi Kenny, uh, Kenny's the bus driver. Oi Kenny, put the uh, DVD on. A lot, a lot has been talked about this uh, Gareth Bale goal that was disallowed with the handball, which was definitely handball, and it was disallowed mm. uh, correctly. It was a, a lot shame, of people though. are saying, uh, yes, it was an absolute shame uh, because, firstly, it was an exquisite 
chip. Secondly, it was with his right foot, not his left. But um, I, I put it to you that I wonder if he actually fully meant it like that. I think he meant to connect. I think he meant to kick it. I don't think he meant it to be a lob uh, as such, because um, obviously it's a very difficult technique with your, with your wrong foot to be your, your brain to think. Your brain doesn't think that way with your wrong foot. It just thinks, just smack it, you know, and, and go for it. But for him to uh, to, to sort of lob it over. It wasn't even a chip. It was a lob over the, over the keeper's head. And the way he sort of turned around and celebrated was almost like, I can't believe I just did that. And should I celebrate? Does people know that I did it by mistake or not? I, I don't think he fully intended to, to do it the way that he did it. But, but it was a mag magnificent goal. It looked absolutely fantastic. And uh, a shame, really, because at that point, they would have clawed one back and uh, and it would have been or was it even just one nil at a time and it would have been one all and uh, could very I think well it was have been two one I think it would have been two one two one two one yeah that's right yeah um so yes uh mate staying on the Paris Saint-Germain uh, uh uh subject very very quickly obviously Neymar's been in the headlines um uh, he's been acquitted of of his rape charge uh which uh, went out a, a little while ago and in fact what I don't know if you heard about this but his but the person who char who who put the charges forward has now been um uh, has now been arrested uh, for uh perverting the courts of justice um so uh, not only her but also her her boyfriend who apparently sounds like put him put her up to it uh um to you know to 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 try and sack you know get money out of neymar so um here's a case of what looks like a um a situation where you might actually for once feel for Neymar a little bit but um uh, tiny, but, tiny uh, little bit. <laughs> but I find you but, know what in those situations you know what I find it's useful to do think about mm -hmm. his dad then all, yeah, the, all go, the resentment yeah. all the resentment comes back and and you, and you can you can feel free to hate again and I was just going to say the ultras didn't change the ultras view on uh, on him, uh, did it really? Because in the first match that he had, he came back at the Pat de Pons. Was it Pat de Pons? Yes, that's where they are. Uh, and um, played to a chorus of boos by his own fans all the way through the match. And at the end of the match came out and said in an interview, um, Everyone knows that I wanted to leave this place. Um, and now uh, it's, you know, everybody knows it. Now I'll just play every home match as if it's an away match and I'm getting booed by the opposition. I mean... I, it's working I, for him. He's got three goals in two games. What's, what's going on there? A bicycle kick in the last few minutes, uh, um, you know, to score. The ultras must have been pissed uh, Man, that, that i he, swear he if you go back and watch the youtube clip of that goal like mm -hmm. as he scores because they're desperate for a goal because it's what it is the 90th minute so that and they're yeah. playing a pathetic little team that they need to beat so they're desperate for a goal and then it goes in and then there's the roar of wow a bicycle kick to win the game and then you can hear that oh it was oh. <laughs> then the boos ring out as he comes close to the crowd to celebrate it's just incredible absolutely incredible um they didn't seem to boo him as much for the second game and he did it again uh, uh this this weekend now they were uh it was nil nil against Lyon, i believe and he he scored in you know with two minutes to go or three minutes to go or something with another beautiful goal in the box three guys on top of him wriggled free smacked it into the bottom left corner neymar not 
ah, not helping the ultras really because the ultras are not enjoying this i'm totally sure about that but um uh, and of course the talk is that he, he won't even be going in january so they're gonna have to put up with him for another eight months uh so we'll see we'll see how that one pans out um let's quickly brush over uh, the other matches uh, manchester city three nil comfortable three nil winners over Shakhtar donesk um uh, in the other uh, uh, matches involving english teams uh, chelsea uh with a one nil defeat at home to valencia talking point there of course was the Barkley penalty uh, in the last few minutes, which he missed. Uh, but there was a little bit of controversy, wasn't there, with a bit of an, a bit of an argy with, uh, uh, with some of his teammates. As William, to who should be William, William, William gave him a full-on stare, like a mm. full-on, you better fucking score it. And you could, you could tell when they got back into the changing room, William was like, I told you. you. I fucking told you. I fucking told you. The hell's wrong with you? Fat Frankie Lampard came out afterwards and said, "Oh, he's the penalty taker, so he should have taken it." No, he said he said he's one of the penalty takers, didn't he? Like that's he said he's one of. No, I think he said he's the. Did he? No, I thought he said the penalty taker. He's one of the, which is Mm. he's one of the designated penalty takers, haven't you? Have (laughs) eleven. Hello, they're all on the pitch, all of them, (laughs) you know. And he comes on. I mean, would you would you do that? I mean, if you come on after the, uh, on the you know seventy fifth minute, fifteen minutes to go, it doesn't make sense, does it? You can't. I mean, I know there's the argument of people being tired, and he's fresher, therefore he, he probably has a fresher mind to be able to do so. But it's not. That's not the way it goes, is it? Really, when you're on the pitch, you know, and you got a penalty, you trust the people who are, who are in the game, and who have played the full game. Jorginho. Uh, I, I think has a record of, of 10 out of his last 11. William is a fantastic penalty taker. Um, you know, you know, David Luiz forgot. Oh, no, he's not there. No, anymore, sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> Even if he was, great, no. Yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> no. But anyway, he stepped up and smacked it against the crossbar and it went out. So, uh, um, so not great for Chelsea. In the other matches, um, uh, uh, disappointment for Liverpool against Napoli. Mate, I don't know if you saw the highlights for this one or, or the whole match or not at all for this one. But uh, what I loved about this match was that, um, uh, well, first of all, uh, Van Dyke fucked up, you know, and that's always nice, which because it never it rarely happens. So I, 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 ah, I love it. I revel in it. Uh, uh, but the other nice thing was um, uh, Fernando Llorente uh, scoring the winner at the end uh, for, uh, for Tottenham. Uh, oh, sorry, no, for Napoli. <laughs> yes, <laughs> again. And- and he said, yeah. he said afterwards, didn't he, that it was a, a little bit of revenge. Um, mm. Thanks, Fernando. I mean, <laughs> a bit genuine, late. <laughs> genuine, genuine love for you. Always really liked you. Always thought you were a very, very sexy man. Um, but it, uh, I just want you to know, Fernando, that I feel 0% better. <laughs> it has helped Cheers. not at all. Like, <laughs> not even a little bit. Well, apparently it's helped him. So well, um, then you know, I'm glad. It, it, I'm yeah. glad if it's good yeah, for well, him. Go. And like yeah. you know, in the words of but, Cheryl Crow, if it makes him happy, if it makes Fernando Llorente <laughs> happy, which is actually the actual lyrics to that song. Um, yeah, that's true. Absolutely. That, that's the real one, but the edited Fernando version. Llorente happy. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that bad. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, Cheryl, why don't we change the lyric to you? Oh yeah, that would sound better. <laughs> 
do do that for the edited version you know the version that we actually release for the top of the pops and all that you know but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the original one on the album has to keep fernando lorente on there i'm sorry yeah um yeah it was uh, uh thank you fernando uh, <laughs> for that what i what i really loved though about this football match is it rekindled my love and passion for for italian football teams because mate did you hear the crowd when oh, merton scored Oh, it was amazing. And the, 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 uh, I don't know what, what you call him. He's not the commentator. He's not the narrator. He's the, the guy who oh, comes the stadium on. And, and, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, he's and got, he says, he's got a YouTube oh, following in the millions because he puts, oh, does he? he puts every one of his calls and responses. They go up on, on the YouTubes oh, and yeah, he's oh, got a following in the millions because people, I mean, I'm going to have to go and check that because oh, mate, uh, I mean, there's, there's ones uh, back when Higuain was playing. And mm -hmm. like, he really gets them into a frenzy. It's, it's like, because it's Gonzalo, Higuain, Gonzalo, Higuain. And it's like, you're going, you probably should restart the football match sometime soon. Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> and he, he dresses one... up in a really nice suit and he has, oh, mate, um... I want that job. I should imagine he's oh. in the vicinity of 60 to 70 grand a year to do that. <laughs> and I want, mate, I would be so, I would, I would, you and I would, I think uh, we'd a fine job. I think we, I think we would. We'd oh have yes. to learn a bit of Italian, but I think we'd do a lovely job. I no think. problem. We'd do it. Yeah. It was, it was the way he, it was trees, Martins, trees, Martins. And I'm, I swear, I'm, I'm sure that he must have done it about eight times. Usually by the third or fourth time, I'm like, all right, okay, you know, wrap it up type thing. But it just got stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger and stronger and stronger. And of course, the last time, the last, time that he will do it he slows the the the, the name down right so for fernando it'll be fernando Llorente, fernando Llorente. and then the last time he goes fernando and they go Llorente. and the crowd are just going berserk it was t t i mean if you're a liverpool fan or if you're a liverpool player on that pitch the, 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 the level of intimidation must be immense. Oh, they're coming immense. They are coming for oh, like you. Oh, win, you, win, you win there in Napoli, you get out sharpish. And you're, <laughs> you're, certainly, you're certainly not taking any kind of chartered flight home. Like, nah. any nah. the mafia can get anywhere near. You're way away from it. Like, oh. Mate, there's a reason it, it, why it, Napoli it, don't lose at home in Europe. And, and that's that's why and there it is it's him <laughs> mate let's uh, let's wrap it up then very quickly with olympiacos 2 tottenham 2 because uh, uh, obviously uh, the, the, mate, all mate, the talk at the moment you can do what the mainstream media do with your fake yep. news with your, with your blown a, blown a 2-0 lead but can we please talk about the thing that we all want to talk about go on then how nice is it to see valbuena back again Valbuena, isn't it lovely? Lovely stuff. Yeah, he is. He's, he's good. Mate, a testament to everywhere him. to people shorter than corner flags and what you can achieve in your life. Tiny, <laughs> tiny little man. He is. No, absolutely lovely to see him. And uh, and it was, I was completely like, you know, what? Wow, Valbuena. <laughs> I, was, great. I, was, I was like, oh, that's where he is. Yeah, he's Olympiacos living it up. 
in Greece. Beautiful. Well done, yeah. Val Buena. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Let's not even go into it because, like you said, the media have, have, have done all of their crap about Tottenham not being able to hold on to those leads and all that shit. Uh, so let's wrap up very, very quickly with, with the, uh, uh, the final match, which I thought was, was pretty good. Atletico Madrid 2, Juventus 2. And, uh, you know, Juventus taking a two-goal, two-nil lead. Nil-nil uh, uh, at half-time, but Juan Cuadrado, Juan, Juan Cuadrado, with a beautiful goal, curled into the top left corner. Um, uh, Atletico Madrid's goalkeeper, uh, 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 what's his name? The best goalkeeper in the world, for God's sake. No, you're not no, going to do it for me? Yeah. You bastard. All right. I was going to call him Balak. Um, <laughs> all Black? Not, all Black. Thank you. Uh, oh, what an amazing uh, view that he had. He didn't even move. And then Matweedy, Matweedy of all people, coming up and scoring from a header uh, from a lovely Juventus uh, counterattack. But then the Simeone party came mm. back. Two, uh, uh, two set the... pieces. That's what the fear of a bollocking can do to you. Mm. <laughs> you, you like the, the, the Atletico players who had to look around and go, uh, lads. lads. <laughs> his, his, face, his face has turned that nasty shade it turns when he's about to rip us to pieces. <laughs> Let's let's at least get something from this game. So they did, and uh, uh, fantastic stuff, and amazing scenes with Herrera scoring on his debut uh, uh, for uh, Atletico Madrid in the 90th minute, pulling it back to all it ended there, and uh, some wonderful stuff. The Champions League is back. Uh, and uh, do you want an honourable men- mention from for, for Alf Ilger Haaland's kid, um, uh, who scored a hat trick for FC uh, Red Bull Salzburg against Genk? Um, uh, Massive yeah. human. Yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. There we go. Let's leave it. At Massive human. And with that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Born Offside. We will be back uh, next week to review the... uh, um, What are you uh, talking about? We're back on Saturday. All right, Saturday. Tune in uh, to uh, our Born Offside YouTube channel. Listen to two men lose a friendship live in front of your eyes. (laughs) We'll be brought live on YouTube because last time we tried it on Facebook and they uh, they took us down. Uh, so it we'll is. do it on YouTube and uh, we will broadcast the... To- My, I can't believe we're going to do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Tottenham uh, against Southampton. We will bring it to you live, ladies and jelly spoons, live. live. Thank you very much, everybody. From me, Jason, goodbye from Dave. Bye-bye. Bye. Three, four.